They're like, first these assholes talk about what their choice of meat is on a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For, For 20 minutes. fucking minutes. And then they just don't stumble through a, <laughs> a vague understanding of my favorite show. Exactly. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Yeah, it's ABC, featuring the VIPs of SBTV. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, or just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kinda busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download a rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode podcast where we celebrate the holiday where we slaughter turkeys by reviewing a very special episode where turkeys are slaughtered. <laughs> Google, Google. <laughs> I'm your hostess with the leastest, David Bitzenhofer. Uh, with me at the Thanksgiving table is the person carving the turkey, Austin Gorton. Oh, you think you're a turkey carver, huh? David, we already went over this. <laughs> <laughs> and the person eating the turkey is Carolyn Maine. Oh. And the person who is foregoing the Thanksgiving dinner for a liquid diet is... Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that, we know I that would never happen. Ripped. I know, I think we fucked up our who was who. Yeah, well, I thought you just <laughs> jump on drinking. the eating of the turkey right away. I know, I'm, I'm not, not drinking liquid, I'm gonna eat the pie, first even, of all. You don't even know what then the, the liquid was yet. Yeah, no, but I wanted the turkey. I'm, I'm making sure I'm fed this year, that's all. Is that... I, I'm vegetarian. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I was gonna point that out. <laughs> that but in a more mocking way, David, do you eat tofu for Thanksgiving? I've had it before. I mean, it's fine. Well, that's where I was kind. Of, I was gonna ask: Is turkey like an actual desirable meat, or is it just something you just eat and you're all right with it? I desire it annually myself. How does everybody else feel? I think oh. that turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and yeah. stuffing and gravy all over all of it is like some of the most delicious shit you can eat in your life yeah <laughs> so um, you actually like crave it it's not like when you're eating turkey you're kind of like i just wish this was like i don't know chicken or something no i look forward to it and then i love like a thanksgiving sandwich anytime like mm-hmm. a big sandwich with turkey well, sandwiches are just always good though. well like you don't know this david <laughs> shut up david i have had your, turkey in my life a long fucking, time ago well why are you asking us then Trying to answer well, the question. I was, like, I was like 13 years old and I didn't like turkey then, so I'm like, maybe my palate would have changed by now. David, did weird. you did you fuck the turkey like American pie, but American turkey? <laughs> uh, no comment. Austin? Is that why you became a vegetarian? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess I'd rather have like a steak or prime rib than turkey. Like, if I was going to rank meats, um, like, you know, steak 
bacon would beat out turkey, but I'd rather have turkey than like chicken, unless it's like chicken fried chicken or like a really good fried chicken. That would beat out like regular turkey. Spoken like a true Midwesterner. Would you eat steak with cranberry sauce? No. And like to Brian's point, gravy is fantastic. So like, I mean, I like turkey as a vessel for gravy. <laughs> did you but just like, call me Brian? He did. He did. Yeah, that's Why? what I. I'm what? Never... I said Brian. Brian said. You for like point. five years, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's your cool older brother. Broston. <laughs> Broston. I-, I thought I said Ryan. Maybe I I'm know. everyone. You have several witnesses. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm slur. Maybe I'm already slurry. Maybe I'm the drunk uncle of pink. Yeah, yeah. You're the one on the liquid diet. I think we've all. <laughs> so um, wait, though, Broston. Um, if it was Thanksgiving and someone made you some steaks, so would you be like, uh, uh? Well, no. Okay, so that's to me that's two separate questions. Like David was asking, <laughs> is turkey uh, like? in a vacuum genuinely enjoyable oh i've never had vacuum turkey and so i was like ranking it i was ranking it as (laughs) like relative to on its own now yes of course for thanksgiving i want to have a turkey because that's like traditional thanksgiving and you have all the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and the cranberry sauce and it all goes well together but if you were like you know you could have any one meat for your last meal i i wouldn't pick turkey so if you're going to be executed yeah which is relevant because of your crimes yeah. right so right relevant so target very to your interests serious crimes this is something you've definitely spent a lot of time thinking about but you better um, hope that none of your relatives do a dna test that's all i'm saying so yeah, so so turkey is what I would most like to have on Thanksgiving, but it is not the meat I would reach for first if given a choice any other day. What about like a festive holiday, like on Christmas? What what do you eat? Do you eat turkey again, or do you eat something else? Not you. Christmas is always kind because of, I'm not a big ham person. Yeah, me neither. And and like that's like a lot of like growing up, it was always like, oh, we're gonna have a Christmas ham, and I was like, big eh, we're salty like ham. ham. Yeah. yeah, so, like, I would, like, I'd prefer a turkey on Christmas. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to having him twice. But, yeah, like, Christmas would be a good, like, prime rib day. So, yeah, so it's a, getting hours. In, in, in a perfect world. I'm just happy when there's food. I mean, that's true, too. Back in the day, I didn't mind ham because I could just put mustard on it. And then it was just like mm. a I mean, that's what I mustard. do with ham. That's how it gets yeah. to be better. <laughs> Cancel out the taste of it. Yeah, yeah slather on some. Uh, I'm like, you're ham, you're just trying to be bacon and failing. David, yeah. as the resident vegetarian, what is yeah. the centerpiece of your Thanksgiving? Well, Pizza. Th- <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's what I'd want. Well, see, that's where that's why Thanksgiving never appeals to me. I mean, sometimes I have like a tofurkey or a fake turkey when people make it, and that tastes fine. But I'm just the taste of turkey isn't like the greatest. I don't know. Like, I guess I like mashed potatoes or mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you can sculpt those. Mm-hmm. You can make a statue in the <laughs> That is true. I like green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. That lady just died who invented it. She oh, did. Yeah. R.I.P. She probably ate too much green bean. Was it like in that Roseanne episode? Was she in like a giant pot of like green bean casserole? <laughs> yeah, she did too many opiates and fucking died. I oh. that. It was fun. Uh. It was good. I watched the first couple episodes of The Connors. How's that? Yeah, how'd that go? 
it's fine. It's like I've known those characters for so long. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's about as good as it was. It's a weird. It's such a weird path that show has gone down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was, did Roseanne die? Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah they yeah. killed her. Yeah, and was it like was that very sad in the first episode? Then no, kind of minimally. <laughs> like they acknowledge yeah. it, and it takes place like just long enough after she had died that it's not. Like, you know, yeah. they were kind of moving on. Did um, they show, like, a picture of her corpse? They were like, she died of saying stupid shit on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> she said the wrong thing to the wrong person and got murdered. Or That's what I want on my gravestone, too. <laughs> That's how you want to die? It's inevitable. Can't All right, wait. well, Can't wait. we are not reviewing the Connors this <laughs> oh, that's episode. True. Oh, Today, shit, guys. We are, we are, (laughs) we are reviewing WKRP in Cincinnati, season one, episode seven, Turkeys Away. Mr. Carlson is getting paid to do nothing and has had enough of that. So he decides to try and do something by running the, quote, greatest promotion ever, end quote. And the results are disastrous. That's the episode. Uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah. What's your relationship with WKRP in Cincinnati? Well, it was, um, I know, I, I, I realized while I was watching this that I must have only seen this show like once or twice in my life and like a long time ago. I remember it coming on during the day. I would always watch like 70 sitcoms a lot, Mm -hmm. but can I guess what the show is about? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, because I was like really lost, and then later I yeah, realized I that it's one of the first episodes, and I was like, I should mm-hmm. still be able to feel like I know what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's just about my intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> so it's about a radio station that changes hands, basically, right at the beginning of the series, and it becomes a rock and roll station. Yeah. Uh, maybe is that the thrust of it? This is like a show you're into, right, David? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought you always talked about doing this show, and you love this show. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I oh. totally thought that was you, Ryan. That this was like one of your jams. Does not do none of us even like this show or know anything about <laughs> I it? Mean, I've mentioned it before. If you want to flip to me, all I know is about this show. Like when people mention holiday shows, the W. KRP about Turkey Drop comes the fuck up. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really renowned seasonal episode. Oh, really? Maybe among the most. Yes. Oh. People love it. It's huge. Oh. And it's so perfectly Thanksgiving. So, David, I'm really glad we got to this for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, as far as what do I know about the show, I agree with Ryan's uh, figuring out that it's about a radio station, and I know <laughs> nothing about the show. I've never watched it before. It was very fun. Uh, Austin? Yeah, no, this is the first episode of this show I've ever seen, too. Oh, man. Um, yeah. This is going to be interesting. So, like Ryan, I was also very confused until I did, uh, I, I put a gruel orphan to work and kind of mm-hmm. caught up on, like, what the hell was going on. Uh, this is one of those weird shows, I feel, for whatever reason, I always associate it with uh, with Night Court for some reason. <laughs> Night Court! It's, er- it's earlier than Night Court. It is earlier yeah. than Night Court. I was like surprised, and I always thought this was, like, an early 80s show, and it's really, like, a late 70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the reason that I lump it in with Night Court is that 
back in the the heyday of the TV on DVD movement, both DVD. this this and Night Court were always like shows that fans were clamoring to get on DVD but couldn't because of expensive rights issues and they were also two shows that were acclaimed but that I had never really seen and so they kind of got like mixed up in my head I don't know what So you felt like the general be with Night Court I don't know I just feel for whatever reason that was one that always seemed to have issues getting out on DVD Hmm. So you felt like the general horniness of the audience, but you yourself were not horny, Austin. Yeah, no, I I missed this. This was one of those I just never caught it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of shows that changed networks had trouble getting on DVD. And that might have been like it. Night Court was one of those shows. Like, yeah, this I mean this show obviously because they played a lot of music. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was that was all of their issues was just getting yeah, that. That was the, the right. same for the Wonder Years. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah. And we all know 70s rock and roll is some of the best music forever, forever. Mm, so. Yeah. Yeah. So me, I had heard of the TV show WKRP in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. don't think I've ever seen an episode that I remember. I mean, maybe it was on <laughs> one time and it just kind of like watched it. But and all I knew of it was that they had a very famous Thanksgiving Day episode, and I already knew the punchline at the end. So. Oh, man. Right? Did anybody not know the punchline? Not that I I'll say it. I did Aha! not know the punchline. I, didn't I knew excellent. that this was a famous like Thanksgiving mm. episode. I, you know that makes the rounds and those various like internet lists and whatnot these days, but I was not aware of the punchline. Great. I not I had nothing. Yeah. And I was very, and it was probably, I don't want to say it was worse for me, but it was tough for me to watch this because I had no idea who the characters were or what their roles were. Right. And since I'm like the host trying to like <laughs> write down what's happening and I'm like, this guy is upset, but I don't know why. Like, 70s yeah. guy. That's part of why I'm surprised. Like I've never done a show that I wasn't familiar with for any of Oh, I, I have. It's a blast. I literally, uh, <laughs> at one point while I was watching this, David, I was like, God, I'm glad I'm not hosting this one. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about it is that, and probably you will all agree with me, especially since I thought all you guys knew this show, but the boss is the bicycle man from... <gasps> Our first podcast episode ever. The difference that was the folks. first note I wrote down. It's the yeah. bicycle man. So I didn't really, get that. Yeah, oh, really shit. fucked up my view of the whole. I was like, "That's the guy who molested Arnold." <laughs> no, he's Tried not it, molesting no. young boys. He is feeling inadequate at his job. Yeah, uh, David, so, are, are you suggesting that he's as good at molesting boys as he is at turkey promotions? Uh, <laughs> yes. I think he's better at molesting boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, isn't a good boys. thing. I'd rather take someone who's just terrible at promotions than someone who's really good at molesting boys. But I, think... I mean, those boys weren't very molested, but they were emotionally scarred. So. <laughs> well, but you, you got a sense that that wasn't his first time at the road. Yeah, game. exactly. Right, right. Like, he had molested some boys in his time. <laughs> How do we get on this? this is... <laughs> Because it's the same. <laughs> 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 it's like the first time you so, cook a turkey, you forget to leave the organs in. It's similar to your first time molesting. I won't tell you how, but or your first so, time watching WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Love the theme delete song. All of this. Yeah, there's there, there a transition I thought of, and then now I'm not going to say it. But I want to know what it is, but delete it. <laughs> <laughs> but but we've got gruel orphans and. Uh, 
they have noted that uh, WKRP in Cincinnati is uh, about a station with a new program director, Andy Travis, and he tries to turn around the struggling station WKRP by switching its format from dated easy listening music to rock and roll. I like easy listening and rock and roll. Yeah, you could do both. I think it's funny, like, that's such a, uh, of its time kind of a premise, just because I feel like nowadays, (laughs) 90% (laughs) of all radio shows, like, I feel like rock and roll is the default for, like, it would be a sitcom premise for someone to come in and be like, we're going to take this rock and roll station and make it something not rock and roll. Whereas in like Mm -hmm. 1978, it was a premise to do the opposite. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but then there's the guy from head of the class right now. Yeah. That's who that is. Yeah. And he's, I always like assumed he was like the main character of WKRP. And it seems like he's more the, like the Fonzie or something. Yeah, the breakout was, kind of the Fonzie, the mm-hmm. uh, was he sunglasses or the blonde man? It was in the v? Johnny Fever. Oh, yeah. Johnny Fever is a dope name. Yeah, sunglasses. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Howard Howard Hesseman. He was he was the first head of the class before the yeah. dad from Boondock Saints became the head of the class. Uh, Billy O'Connolly, mm-hmm. who yeah. was at Live Aid when I watched Live Aid recently, he was there with Prince Charles. I was like, what? But it was dope. <laughs> he, he was also. <laughs> but it was dope uh, too. <laughs> It's great. I was on dope. You were on dope. It was live aid. It was great. He was also in Flight of the Navigator and was oh, the uh, shit. was the police chief in Clue. Oh, what? I don't remember him in Clue at all. Billy? Oh, wait, not Billy O'Connolly. The other yeah, one. not Billy O'Connolly. Howard Hesseman. Howard Hoose. Why, why did he quit head of the class? That's a good question. I'm not sure what the story is on that one. David knows. Yeah, I don't know. But he's not going to tell us. Thanks. Like, I wonder if that was one of those, uh, I wonder if that was one of those network switches. Um, uh, he probably just wanted more money or wanted to do something else. And they were like, we can get anybody to come in and be a teacher. (laughs) Well, and a lot of times, too, they'll go, oh, well, we need one more season for syndication, so we'll just throw together a last season with whoever the fuck, and then we'll... Yeah, that's actually a good point, Ryan, because, uh, uh... He was on 92 episodes of Head of the Class, which is eight shy of of the 100 episodes they would have wanted for syndication back then. And then Billy Connolly did one 22-episode season. So, yeah, that was probably they just wanted to bump it over the... Yeah, and I bet he thought he had him over a barrel, but then they're like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Billy's the one I remember from that, and it just depends on which one I caught in syndication briefly. But, uh, you know, great job, Hessel Hesselman, for being (laughs) in that show. And then the dad from Sister Sister is also on Is he the one with the fro? Yeah, he's Venus Flytrap is his name. He's also in It, which we've reviewed, but I didn't know it was him because he was rocking that... Glorious fro. Yeah, it was very wow. awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Also, uh, Minnesota's own Lonnie Anderson. This was her big breakout show. Oh, she's the beautiful blonde. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. She, Who dated Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I think she was married to him for a while. <laughs> oh, that's why her name is so familiar. Yeah, she went to uh, she went to the same high school my dad went to. So, did they go in the same years? They no. did not. My dad did go to high school the same time as Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, I love Richard Dean Anderson. No relation to Lonnie Anderson. That's just how many like Swedes we have running around in Minnesota. 
Wait, um, who's Richard D. Anderson? Maybe I'm he's, <laughs> MacGyver. he's MacGyver. Okay, no, I don't like him very much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Do you guys know what happened? Because I know that Burt Reynolds and Lonnie had a really horrible divorce. Yeah, I but, mean, I haven't looked it up, but I bet it was like abusive. <laughs> he was like stalking her a bunch. Oh, yeah, lots of there you go. But do you guys? Burt seems like a huge asshole. You probably you don't want to date him. Sorry. Well, he's he's dead. Well, dig him up <laughs> and see how the first date goes. Dig him up and don't date him. Is that yeah. your new slogan? <laughs> yes. It's the millennials. Yeah. That's what we'll do. I wasn't gonna date him. He's pretty yeah, charming. Yeah, don't don't count your chickens before they hatch. They run. <laughs> never say never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably won't date Burt Reynolds. We'll see. We won't date a skeleton, or we'll see who you bring to Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So I guess we could actually start this episode. Oh, yeah. it's not. And, and we got the opening credits, which start, which starts with just like different like clips from the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah, just curious, and if I was smarter and had actually looked at other episodes, like I wonder if that changes every episode. Yeah, I or wondered that it's... too, and I was can't wait to ask David because I know he loves this show. <laughs> I can, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it wouldn't have changed. That seems like too much money for a sitcom in nineteen seventy eight. Oh, it's just audio. Yeah, but still, like you gotta pay someone to change to like cut a new opening credits reel every episode. Like, nah. I can't, I'd be hard-pressed to find a show nowadays that would do that. We gotta have at least one listener. And if so, oh, they should yeah. contact from us. I, <laughs> it's an easy way listener. to find this out, so I'm doing it. I just have to no, find another saying, episode. There's gotta be like at least one person who listens to our show who's gonna hear this episode who's just like, oh! <laughs> These guys yeah, don't I think know anything about WK. Like, it'd be so frustrating <laughs> to listen to this if you were a fan of the show. Like, here's yeah, there's there's someone out there to whom WKRP is like the Simpsons for us, and they're right. like, "How do they not know this? Why are they talking about Idiots. this show if Just, they don't know it?" <laughs> describing their ignorance. Bless you, one angry listener. Bless you. My um, yeah, I think the idea in the opening credits is supposed to be that it's like someone turning the dial, like the old fashioned dial, on their radio until they get to. WKRP and then they're like yeah I'm gonna listen to this now mm-hmm. and it's the old school like you just don't see this in well because shows don't have opening credits anymore but even before right. they died out you don't see it very often where it's the like here's shots of the city that this show mm-hmm. takes place yeah. in as the names of the credits roll by and I fucking love that like I miss well, that in sitcoms always sunny does it yeah they do I just watched the uh, the beginning of the pilot uh-huh. And it was the same radio stuff as in the episode we listened to. What right. about the radio now, where you just, like, haven't plugged in your phone to the car yet, and then you hear a commercial, it's just, like, this weird guy screaming, and he's like, buy a fucking car battery, he's like, ah! It's yeah, terrible. I have some driving commutes, and I can't listen to any. <laughs> that's not music on the radio i hate it so much i used to try but now you just can't even breeze in for five fucking minutes it's like really intolerable yeah. gosh i also like how in the opening credits they only list two actors names <laughs> they're like starring one person and this person the end <laughs> <laughs> my first notes for the episode are Secretary, watch out for the bicycle man. <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, and then wait, and then it says 
I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just, my first note was a quote from the radio, which I just liked, which was, but the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. <laughs> David, why did you like that? <laughs> Maybe it just spoke to me on a deeper level that I should not explore or have any introspection on. That's I thought great. it was funny. Move though. on. Yeah, that's great. I just, I really like the theme song and the 70s rock and roll. Some people might know 70s rock and roll, like, really can move me sometimes. My goodness. So it was, it just, it hits me with this wave of nostalgia. Like, imagine being 30 in the 70s and like believing you'll get to live another 50 years listening to music but the senator while insisting he was not intoxicated could not explain his nudity baby if you've ever wondered wondered whatever became Cincinnati. Like my God, what a beautiful time capsule! <laughs> yeah, the the whole uh, the like design, like costumes and stuff. Like it's right when the seventies are crashing into the eighties, basically. Yeah. And yes. it's just very cool. Uh, it is interesting because you get some of the real throwback seventies <laughs> stuff, but then you also get the people who are now wearing plaid and. Uh, <laughs> it's jeans. like all feathered hair and a lot of deep yeah. and tight jeans on yeah. men. Like, like men are presenting themselves like yeah, further like than men tend the, to do. The station manager has this yeah. like University of Cincinnati shirt on, and I'm like <laughs> yeah. not sure it wasn't just like red body paint. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he could pull really it off. He pulled it, it off. He pulled it off. I'm just saying. I'm glad I wasn't alive off. in the 70s because I couldn't <laughs> have pulled that off. Uh, the diet, the diet was so much better back then. Yeah. Awesome, I want to see you post-Thanksgiving in a really tight shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Send that to our Patreon. It'll kill everyone's <laughs> appetite. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be right there with you, like, spilling out of my shirt. It's, it's a nice time. So, yeah, first, uh, yeah, the first scene is... First uh, scene on Lonnie minute 25. Anderson. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good-looking blonde secretary, but, uh, and she's taking calls for Mr. Carlson, but pretty much just not letting him actually answer the phone because she's just taking charge. And then, uh, and, and when I saw her, she's so obviously beautiful to the camera lens. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, oh no, it's a beautiful blonde babe. Like when is she gonna get harassed terribly? <laughs> and it <laughs> happens the very next. The next person who comes in is Herb and harasses her, <laughs> but not that bad. You yeah, know? she rebukes it had him. That, Tension, but she had the power. So yeah. you now, hats off to you, Lonnie Anderson, for being a beautiful blonde babe. It doesn't take much shit. Yeah, she didn't take any shit. It seemed to me like that was her character. Is she was like a hot secretary who was a not conventional in her characterization. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a nod to feminism. Which I mean, my goodness, television could include that sometimes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm already confused by my notes because I didn't know what was going on. Cause... So then a guy comes up. <laughs> yeah, well, then Herb says he has a lot of special stuff planned for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, well, I don't know what his role is. So I don't know what he's talking about. But I think he's like the salesperson, I guess. Uh, so, like yeah, sales. this is this is Herb who ends up getting like th- roped in with uh, the bicycle man yeah. to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know who it is. But I think at the time I was like, what's he doing? Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, cl- I'm clarifying for myself that that's who yeah. you're talking about. Yes, yeah, yes. I think he's with the big the- like. Hair. I'm yeah, I think he's supposed to be the, the guy that like goes out yeah. and drums up like advertising sponsors and stuff for the show. Yeah. Um, because I I guess this was like back in the day when radio stations weren't all just like owned by one of several large conglomerates who cut their own deals for uh for like ads and stuff. But uh, the guy playing him was mm. uh, Cheapo Chester on the evil fridge episode of punky brewster that we reviewed no way so we have three people who have been in previous episodes and i didn't recognize any of them (laughs) um and he uh i always think that he's like somehow a young john michael higgins but he's not (laughs) he's definitely rocking like the 70s plaid and the man perm it's a great look yeah yeah, so so then Mr. Carlson comes in and he can't get any phone calls because basically Lonnie Anderson is like, yeah, I think her name's Jennifer, is that it? Yeah, sure. She's <laughs> Jennifer. She's all like, <laughs> you don't do anything. I'm just taking care. No one's gonna talk to you. And then you're an idiot, fuck you, shut up and die, you white old man. Yeah, and then Wes comes in, who's kind of like a uptight kind of looking guy, and he is apparently the news guy, is what I've taken from this, and then. Mr. Carlson asks what's new with the news, and then Wes just gives him the rundown like he's on the radio already. And laughter ensues. Aha! We're excited. Uh, yeah, I think he's supposed to be the, like, Andy Dick of this particular uh, news organization. I was wondering Ooh, if I could do the news radio Less. It's I less think he's ne- more the Phil Hartman, though, kind uh, of. Maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe he is more Well, maybe Phil I'm just, because Phil Hartman did the news. And maybe well, yeah, I'm right. thinking yeah. in terms of being, like... Yeah wacky and socially awkward yeah yeah less is his less nesman oh is it less i put what oh sorry yeah. i Wait, this, this is it what the gruel orphans are telling me david it's not like i know this <laughs> it's just one listener who's really mad right now but they've been mm-hmm. mad the whole time so then we get introduced to johnny fever who's in like the uh, actual studio but he's pretending to be asleep while the rock music is playing and i didn't recognize the music at all but Excuse me, according to the Gruel Orphans, that's Dr. Johnny Fever. Yeah, all right. He didn't go to eight years of music doctor school, so Uh, you can call him Mr. Johnny Fever. And so then he uh, talks with uh, the dad from Sister Sister. Mr. Carlson talks with the dad from Sister Sister about promotions. Who is rocking a glorious fro. (laughs) He does. He looks, oh, he's so great. It's perfect. He's a Venus flytrap, apparently. Yep. I'm not quite sure what his uh, job is. Yeah, uh, I but... couldn't quite suss out that was what what his job in the station was. You have to imagine he has his own show where he does like really cool music of the time. What would it be? Soul? Is that a soul time? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be somebody who like Googles like, I want a podcast about WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Finds this episode. 
starts listening and then immediately just starts tearing their hair out as we're just like fumbling through like who I, these people are and what they're doing. They're like, first these assholes talk about what their choice of meat is on a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For, For 20 minutes. fucking minutes. And then they just don't stumble through a, a vague understanding of my favorite show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if they want our expertise, they have to go a podcast ago, and that will also make yeah. them tear their hair out. So I'm sorry about your bald spot, no matter what. I just hope that when we get that review, it ends with five stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you got to do. You can say whatever shit say you whatever want. Just give you us want. some stars. <laughs> just give us mm-hmm. stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Mr. Carlson talks to another lady. I think that's. Bailey, if I'm looking right. Yes. She's the brunette one who we kind yeah. of don't hear anything else about, which yeah. is fine. I think okay. she's like a promotions person, too, but she's nice. trying to figure out whether to give away Boston or foreigner t-shirts. Right. And the joke is... Boston. Foreign stuff shrinks. <laughs> oh, the bicycle man is so comically out of touch. Exactly. For a rock station. And so then I say, see, uh, the next scene, I say, another person, question mark, talks with Mr. Carlson. And Did I'm like, how many throw? characters? How am I supposed to keep track of all these characters? I think There's this a, is... a lot. Uh, is how this... feathered was their hair? Was it the blonde no, man who the boss yells at? I think this is Andy, yeah. Yeah. This is Andy Travis. I have his name Travis, but that's his last name. Yeah, so Andy, Andy, Andy Travis. Travis. And I think he's like the main character of the show. Yeah. Oh, Not yeah. I had no it. sense of who. Yeah, it was just interesting, like watching this and being so ignorant. I was like, basically, it's like the bicycle man is just going around and interacting <laughs> with yeah, the cast exactly. of the show, like in different ways. But um, yeah, I was still unclear on like what everyone's role was. Yeah, exactly. Well, and obviously, Mr. Carlson was unclear what his role was because he keeps like right. asking around for stuff to do, and everyone's just like, "Just sit there and do nothing." And part of me is like, "That sounds awesome," but then yeah. again, this is before the age of cell phones, and you could just like hop online anytime you want. So, like, maybe, maybe you get bored a little more easy. That, that's the problem is he doesn't have the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you defeat a micromanager. Just give him the internet. Like, well, it's interesting. Over. How this episode is sort of about like incompetent upper management, ah. yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the plight of the white old man becoming unimportant to the world, which I did appreciate. <laughs> and how it's like he's he's just everybody like doesn't seem to begrudge that he's there. They just want him just not to do anything, and he just can't accept that. Yeah, well, I'm curious, like how he came into this role. He so from what from what the the crack research team tells me, mm-hmm. he was like the station manager, and then uh, uh, Andy Travis was hired, and he made the decision. This is all in like the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. He made the decision to switch to a rock and roll station, and so he brought in uh, Doctor Johnny Fever and the and uh venus flytrap and like to to make it like young and hip and rock and roll but the bicycle man kept his job as like the station manager but he doesn't know like what to do because he doesn't know rock and roll he doesn't know like all these young kids and their hip things and so he's trying to figure out like what his place as the station what what it means to be the station manager in this new environment seven episodes in 
and he just never figures it out. I wonder if that's just an ongoing thing for a long time. Yeah, it could be. And from like scanning through like IMDb, it looks like Les Nessman, the news guy, he was around before the switch as well. And there's been there have already been like an episode or two that's like him trying to fit in with like the new kids and gelling with the rock, the new sort of rock and roll perspective on things. Isn't it like 20 years late to be about (laughs) adjusting to rock and roll? I guess not. (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm trying to do the math in my head where like, when did rock and roll, like obviously there's Elvis in the fifties, but. And like the Beatles. Yeah. Buddy Holly. Well, then the Beatles come in the sixties. Yeah. By then, like everything, I feel like by like 63, four, like. You feel like rock and roll and like all that pop music is the big thing. So it would be feel... like if there was a show now and it was like, now it's going to become a techno station. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You got to get used to techno. Mm-hmm. Or boy band station or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boy band station. <laughs> the techno boy band station. The techno boy band. Did I ever the robo boy band. This was a while ago now, but the first time I like truly felt old. I was teaching kids in an art class, and we well, had the radio right. on. Yeah, we nah, had the nah. radio on. That's the end of my story. I was teaching kids in art class. <laughs> the end. Um, we had the radio on, and it was uh, Justin Timberlake. And one of my kids was like, I heard that Justin Timberlake used to be in a boy band. <laughs> wow. I was like, damn. Cause I'm I could, sorry, and I feel old, too. I, know, yeah, I yeah, could yeah. either say nothing, or I could be like, oh, well, you see, before you were born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you could be one of those indignant old people and be shocked that they don't know who you like. Yeah. You've never heard of NSYNC. And be but it's like, like a stupid, how dare you not know the things of my youth? It's but it's like it's not a thing I liked in my youth. It's not I know, like I but didn't know who the like the fucking Rolling Stones were. I was like, yeah. that kid. I I was like, oh, that kid should continue to not know who NSYNC is for as long <laughs> as they for can. not knowing that he was yeah. in NSYNC. I congratulate the bigger the kid. Mood, but I, I sympathize with the indignancy too. Yeah, I don't like NSYNC, but how dare you not know you, youth? How yeah, dare? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how dare you not know all the things I grew up with? Um, they wore denim to the VA awards. <laughs> does not matter. It's okay. Uh, so we got uh, we switch to uh, Andy's office, and then people are like shuffling in, complaining about Mister Carlson bothering them. Basically, yeah, it's a whole line of seventies yeah, yeah, men. Yeah. I don't know how well you kept track of them. <laughs> this is where I, this is where I got the first laugh of the episode when when Herb walks in. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. you know, we're all complaining. He's like, I'm here to complain about Mister Carlson. Get in line. Oh, sure. <laughs> he like walks yeah, around and yeah. like lines up behind the other two guys. I also yeah. thought that was funny, but it's true. Yeah, it's just a bunch them. of big haired seventies guys <laughs> in shitty looking suits. Got them up. And, and but then uh, Venus Flytrap comes in. Oh boy! <laughs> and then he said, you know, he's getting sick of Mister Carlson. He's uh, he's always asking me, you know, do I need anything? Do I want anything? And then like then Andy. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is Andy, you got a minute Carlson, right? What's got into him, man? He used to be scared to death of me And I thought that was a good relationship <laughs> But now he's always coming up trying to jive me, you know he wants to know if I need anything well, Like what? A, a watermelon <laughs> mm, 
And I oh. think to the show's credit, they're acknowledging that that's racist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It still uh, made me uncomfortable, I'll put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but I just, yeah. I, I want to be on the record to say, like, the show knows that that was, a, like, a racist thing for the bicycle yeah. man to say. It was framing it as not the greatest thing to ask, but yeah. everyone else seems to just roll with it. Be like, oh, yeah, he's an old white man who's a little racist, but we'll yeah. move on with that. He's a child molester. He's a little <laughs> racist. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any reason he can't be the president of all of us forever, so. <laughs> I just, I... I wouldn't mind if someone offered me some watermelon. <laughs> yeah. well, that's white privilege, Ryan. Can't trust a pig with watermelons, you know. Cut he to also... Ryan in the back of the truck chowing down the watermelon. He also says, uh, he's always coming up trying to jive me. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like the writers didn't quite know how to use that in a sentence. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't pair jive with turkey. They Right. Oh. Turkey on Tondra, but they're married for me. It's like cranberries and turkey. They should have jive and turkey. Yeah, they should have called this episode Jive Turkey. <laughs> Shouldn't they? <laughs> I can't believe he's the dad of Sister Sister and the librarian. An adult, it. an adult Mike from it. Why didn't he keep his fro for thirty more years? It is truly glorious. He should have. Uh, Mr. Carlson comes in and says he's got a big promotion, but it has to be kept secret. And so all they know is that it involves 20 live turkeys. So for a second, I thought it was turning into this like suits versus hip young people premise because they're like on yeah. the opposite sides of the room. And I was like, oh, shit's going down because I had this whole idea in my head that this was about incompetent upper management. Mm-hmm. And then it was like this like youth versus old stuffy guys thing but then it's just the basically i'm just describing my what i read into it that was incorrect (laughs) yeah because it really just becomes with the younger people being like yeah just let him do whatever he's doing and we'll see how it all ends up yeah i don't really resist him at all yeah it's like "Ah, he's the boss and he doesn't really seem i mean he does he gets he's getting in the way yeah like i mean i've had a lot of bosses like that i'm sure we all have where they they just intervene in ways yeah. that are incompetent. They're micromanaging. Yeah, yeah. but he also seems, it seems like mostly they like their jobs and they just get to do their thing. Yeah, they don't, he doesn't seem to be like shitty in like the tr- typical shitty boss kind of way that's portrayed on TV anyways. He seems like, like he shows up and he's shitty, but he's, he's not there all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, dress down everyone or yell or, like, scream. Just He's, he's... incompetent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we go to the next scene, which is in his office, and he's getting really excited for the promotion for tomorrow, which is Turkey Day. And do they say Thanksgiving? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Actually. Later in the episode, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious if there's a weird thing, if there's a war on Thanksgiving in the late <laughs> 70s that I didn't know. <laughs> So that guy, the reporter guy, yeah, uh, less. Yeah, um, I I found his voice was very soothing. Yeah, I mean, is yeah. he is he Piglet? <gasps> no, Piglet's littler. The voice of Piglet. Pig, he's littler with bigger glasses, right? He was in Twelve Angry Men and a bunch of old fifties stuff. Really? I mean, maybe he took up Piglet because. There's, There's gotta have piglet. been a bunch of piglets by now. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's or, probably true. I feel like his voice has been in some stuff. He could um, do piloting, I bet. What do I? What he do has say? done some voice acting. Yeah, yeah. He was not in Day of the Tenac- Tentacle. <gasps> oh. What was he in Day of the Tentacle? He was Bernard. Oh, nice. he said bitchin'? <laughs> Bernard was the big fat punk who was like, bitchin'. No, Bernard's, the nerd. no Bernard's the nerd. Oh, you're right. Okay. Wow. That's wild. He, he was in eight episodes of the Inhumanoids animated series. Does oh. anyone remember Inhumanoids? No, like, that doesn't move me at all. Was he like Gleep Gloop or whatever? <laughs> he was Dr. Derek Bright. I don't think there was a gleep gloop in Inhumanoids. Wait, I'm thinking of the Herculoids. Yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's not the. I'm Inhumanoids. still it's getting it wrong. What are their names on the Herculoids? Hold on. <laughs> gleep and gloop and rhino or whatever the rhino Glam that shoots Glam. rocks. Yeah, I don't see any. How did that work? Shooting rocks. Um. Yeah, I don't see any piglet credits to his name. I can't believe he was in Day of the Tentacle. That's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's review that. Yeah, just do that instead. Switch. Yeah, sorry. I'm not oh, I was anything. right. It's Gloop and Gleep. Yeah. But they were voiced by the talented Don Messick. Mm-hmm. So, who who was Papa Smurf? Yeah. Oh, and Droopy? Oh, this is a really good episode of our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how this is like one of the most famous like sitcom episodes ever. And now we're talking about the Herculoid. Who voiced Gleep and Gloop on the Herculoid? Oh, five he was, stars. He was Hampton on Time Five Tunes. stars. Five, five stars. stars. We're a five star podcast. <laughs> and he was uh, Bam Bam, but not till the 90s. Oh, that doesn't count for me. Sorry. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So in Mr. Carlson's <laughs> office, Jennifer comes in and she uh, just notes that she doesn't take dictation and she doesn't hand out coffee. I really liked how there's this beautiful blonde bombshell. Like she reminded me of the lady, the secretary, Beetle Bailey. And you're like, when's the old guy going to fucking grab yeah. her ass and make a weird show of it? But no, she like had boundaries. And then when she leaves, the other guy's like, how does she get away with that? And he's like, you know. So, like, using your sexuality not to do demeaning work. You shouldn't have to use your sexuality. But if you can, fucking get it, queen. <laughs> Take what you can, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the next scene, which is in the studio, I think, where Johnny Fever... Is getting ready to like go live, but he doesn't seem to have much faith in whatever Mr. Carlson is planning. And then he goes over a story in which Mr. Carlson like had like a promotion with three thousand blonde wigs that never like <laughs> nobody wanted, so he shipped them to Guatemalan earthquake victims. So I didn't even know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah. Did it remind life. anybody else of the Saved by the Bell prop department? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, the prop but that would have been, like, one wig. <laughs> yeah, they got it, like, five years after the earthquake victim. <laughs> one wig they use over and over again. In <laughs> it does remind me of how, like, they'll print different, like, for, like, the Super Bowl, they'll print t-shirts of both teams winning the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. But then the losing team, they just ship it to, like, uh, struggling countries and give oh, them yeah. the shirts and so then you feel like they live in like an alternate universe where like 
all the losing teams are the winning teams. and mm-hmm. So they get to be like the coolest hipsters in the world. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. They're ironic shirts. Yeah, exactly. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, so they get ready and Les is on the scene, but he's in front of a doorway of like a shoe store and the owner gets pissed at him. So that's a thing that happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Les is describing the action so we never actually see what's happening and i'm sure it's well for various reasons but budgetary being the primary one but uh apparently a helicopter is flying overhead with a banner that says happy thanksgiving from wkrp but it takes less like eight minutes to read the thing because he can't like figure out what it's saying even though it's obvious what it's saying it's a helicopter and it's coming this way a helicopter. It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner, and it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving from W-K-R-P. Did you do the thing where the store owner is a dick to him? Yeah, I said oh. it's a thing that happened, but I don't... Oh, sorry. Did you like it? Was it funny to you? Just cut it out that I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Like, like that kind of comes up later, but not. I don't know. I don't know. It's if it kind of funny it. that that's like radio, you know? It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, standing in the wrong doorway. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's the helicopter with the banner, yeah, and then uh, Les starts describing things dropping from the helicopter that he can't quite make out. And he thinks they're like parachuters, but there's no parachute. And it's turkeys. And turkeys are raining down on Cincinnati and uh, destroying cars and such. This was the promise of the premise. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, I mean, for all of me not knowing what the hell was going on in this episode. This this was a pretty great comedic payoff to. Uh, yeah, I guess it probably worked for you and Ryan better since I already knew what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, no, I just so. I, I had no idea what was happening, and I thought they did a really good job of making it funny, even though we're just watching a guy describe something that's yeah. happening. Yeah, right. Because of course, like they're not actually we don't actually like see a helicopter or turkeys or we don't get to see yeah. one go through the windshield of a parked car or hit the <laughs> ground like a sack of wet cement which is how he describes it at one point <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it was uh, it was a combination of yeah a budget and then not going so macabre that you know you're seeing dead birds fly through people right like it it, a... it worked out well for everybody i guess yes like, uh... it was right. cheap and also not horrific so and mm. it keeps the radio theme by making it all audio yeah, right yeah. right or it's yeah. just a like radio meta. listener yeet yeet <laughs> and then of course he 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 wraps it all up by dropping the oh the humanity yeah. oh yeah Which I'm sure the people who lived through the Hindenburg appreciated. Right. No. right. Ryan, like, what'd you think? They were like, too soon. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I always like that kind of staging that you don't get anymore when someone's describing a thing. I think there's like a class to that. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I didn't, 
I felt like I had missed something for some reason. I think I just didn't do a good job paying attention. If I'm the whole <laughs> episode, especially when I'm describing it now, it feels like it all moves pretty fast. Well, it was yeah. long, too. It was like 30 minutes long without commercials, which I was confused by. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, they, like, keep asking the boss, like, what is your secret fucking turkey promotion? And he's like, shut up. You'll fucking see, bitch. So, yeah, I guess I just could never it. tell when it, what, where anything was going. Yeah. I think at first, like, did you two, I mean, did you realize that turkeys couldn't fly until this episode? <laughs> uh, me? Yeah. Um, wait, so they were alive, the turkeys. Yeah. Yes. He uh, thought that the turkeys could fly because they're a bird, but like penguins, they just like plummet to the earth. I don't know if you've dropped a penguin they, before. They plummet? Like, I thought a turkey could kind of break their fall with their wings. I Maybe think they can fly a little. I think they can do like hops and kind of get some <laughs> air I can with do their hops. wings, but I think okay. if you just dropped them from a large distance, they just don't have. They what it glide? takes. Just like no, I don't now. think so. We're gonna have we checked? Find out. One, particularly, we, yeah. <laughs> particularly because presumably he got live turkeys probably from like a place that's yeah. raising turkeys to turn into Thanksgiving turkeys. And so they're bred to be like breast heavy. Bye. Giggity. Um, and uh, so like their, their already unnatural flight ability is further diminished by the fact that they're like super top heavy and kind of inbred and whatnot but like because like wild turkeys have some fl- like they can't do full-on like take off and fly but like you said david they can sort of jump and get some air and and you know <laughs> they're like princess peach and mario too yes that's kind of exactly <laughs> what they like yeah they could get it up like because my my house growing up we'd periodically get like wild turkeys that would manage to get over like our backyard was fenced in. And so they could get like enough distance to get up and over a fence given the right circumstances, but they weren't like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't like up in the air flying like a duck or something. So whatever chase you and scare you. No, I mean, this is when I was older and he was too old to hold your own chased by a turkey. You're, you're past getting chased by a turkey age. Then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, um, I... According to the gruel orphans, wild turkeys uh, have been known to fly at least uh, tall enough to get to trees at night because they will roost in, in uh, top of trees. But I don't know. But I still don't know about like if you threw one off a building, if they have like the same kind of ability that say a pigeon could to just like straight up fly we should and, get the gruel orphans into this yeah, let's no. spring for a turkey this year so they can throw it off a building and yeah. not eat it what but as austin noted thanksgiving turkeys are always grossly fattened up so they just can't fly at all so i thought I... that it was like packaged thanksgiving turkeys is what they were throwing which no. would make more sense to me because <laughs> Well, it doesn't make sense at all, obviously, (laughs) which is the joke. But if you were going to like, because if I was downtown, okay, if I was downtown and someone (laughs) was throwing turkeys out of a helicopter, obviously there wouldn't be a good way for me to get it. But like if it was like a form of a giveaway, like I'd be really happy to get a turkey. Like if it fell into someone's car and fucked up their car, I would still like take and eat it. But (laughs) if just a turkey falls from the sky, I'm not going to kill it. 
yeah, and eat it. So true. what are people supposed to do true. with these turkeys? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I had that question later in the episode. Like what? Yeah, yeah, my question was like, you get yourself a live turkey. Was like slaughtering and like defeathering. What is a plume? Yeah, depluming, depluming turkeys. Like something people did in the seventies, like themselves. Or doesn't that seem like something that doesn't happen? It wasn't that different a time. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know what I'm missing. But then my second part is like, if turkeys could fly, how are people going to get the turkeys anyways? You know. Yeah, yeah, that's I, my my overall question is like, let's say the turkeys didn't plummet to their deaths and like mm-hmm. rain, rain havoc upon these shoppers. How how is this promotion even going to work? Where people going to be like, <laughs> thanks for this live bird, WKRP? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like releasing a bunch of cats downtown. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, like, that's a what? great idea to promote our podcast, yeah. right? Or a bunch and of the- goats. And the other image I have, if turkeys could fly, is them going right into the propeller of the helicopter. Uh, <laughs> that would have been good, too. They could have described it. Yeah. Uh, would they, if they weren't cooked, would they at least put, like, little parachutes on them? Or are they just throwing them down on people like, fuck you? Yeah. yeah. They just started raining down. So, uh, we go to the next scene, which is just the, uh, lobby of the radio station getting calls, and, uh, Jennifer is fielding one from the Humane Society, and I just kind of enjoyed the line that... Well, Mr. Colley, a lot of turkeys don't make it through Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's just a big disaster of a promotion, and then, uh... Andy Travis comes in and he makes just a big speech about letting old white men run rampant sometimes. Like, let's make them feel useful, too. He's like, mm-hmm. he's old and he fucks things up, but, you know, he's he just wants to help. So let's just let him pretend like he's helping. Soothe his ego. Yeah. Yay, soothing white men's egos. So then uh, Mr. Carlson and Herb, they walk in, but they're, like, covered in feathers, too, which I'm not sure how that all happened. Because but... Kablooey, they yeah. got feathered. I was really unclear on that also. But there is, uh, well, we'll get to that. Uh, Jennifer then offers Mr. Carlson a coffee, which seems like an important thing. but Because uh, she usually doesn't, because she's yeah, like, exactly. the coolest secretary ever. Oh, I she's trying out, to help him. I left out something important. Oh, I'm, sure, go I'm for reminded it. by the feathers, because I was like, why didn't I, do, I didn't even see feathers? And I was like, oh, right, because David sent us the episode... And there was like a daily motion where it was like one of the tiny, <laughs> tiny screens on a weird background videos <laughs> that we sometimes have to watch if we can't get a better version. And I watched Leap it daily motion. I watched it yesterday, uh, just to get it out of the way. And then today I got the email of like, oh, it's on all these other free ways to watch it, but it's not all fucked up. So that's why I couldn't see the feathers. Thanks a lot, David. <laughs> I searched the internet and that's what I found. I don't know what Austin did differently. But... I have an yeah, app. Sorry. I have an app on my phone called uh, Just Watch, where <gasps> you can punch in a TV show and it'll tell you where it's available to watch it or purchase oh, cool. it. Are they are no. they sponsoring us? Because bleep it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not sponsoring us. Just comes in handy for looking shit up. Good to know. Good to know. Give us five stars if you want to know what that app is. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Carlson leaves. He doesn't want the coffee because he's like, no, there's an agreement. You don't get me coffee. 
but then he still seems in disbelief that this whole thing didn't work. Then Les comes in, and then he says, like, all the people in Cincinnati started attacking him because the promotion was such a disaster. But then he said uh, Mr. Carlson landed the helicopter and just released the rest of the turkeys, and that that somehow, like, got things worse because the turkeys started mounting a counterattack, apparently. (laughs) So maybe that's where the feathers came from. I don't know. There seemed to be, like, a turkey war in Cincinnati. I also like like when he's like, a man and his two children tried to kill me. (laughs) <laughs> just like the specificity of it was really great kudos to the turkeys in the 1970s for organizing and seizing yeah. the means of production yeah they're on, resisting right on the civil disobedience of the man who tried to kill Les Morrison <laughs> you also approve children. of that I don't think Les seems uh-huh. like an innocent bystander I don't know if yeah. that's what we should no. be if you have to fucking kill somebody because <laughs> I mean then do it because they all. look because I don't think Les deserves to die. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stand here. I know I'm taking he a very deserve uh, to, but if he had to, okay, that's okay. A lot of Les's die during Thanksgiving. I'm not sure Les had to die. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Dude. I'm well, like, I'll be sad about it, but I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I guess if we're all gonna be sad about his death, maybe it's all right then. If you if you get the Thanksgiving spirit and you just have to kill somebody who's wronged you publicly with your two children, just fucking do it. You're 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 swaying me here, Karen. <laughs> Hooray, blue wave. <laughs> Look at Ryan and David Austin being so secret. Yeah, they're, they're not the they're not weighing in on this last last death thing. Aggressive. Uh, I just control. I just thought I'd give someone else a chance to talk. <laughs> so then I uh, Mr. Carlson comes back into the room and says the laugh line of the episode which yep. is as God is my witness I thought turkeys could fly So Which, like if you don't know line? what's coming, is a pretty funny punchline <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yes. Right? I still was confused. Was it clear that they were alive? Live yes. Turkeys when they were yes. Earlier, earlier in the episode, he made a big deal about how he needed 20 live turkeys. Okay. So, That's I mean, not me, then. That's yeah, if fault. you were just paying attention better, Ryan. Or not, or not watching it on that tiny-ass screen. No, no, the no, tiny no, screen. no, 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 because he said it. It, it was an odd, uh, he said oral. It, but then it was I oral, looked. not visual. I looked, and the screen was so tiny. <laughs> you couldn't hear it because the screen was. So I couldn't tiny. hear because the picture was too small. It had like glitchy snowflakes falling. It did. It always is something like that. <laughs> uh, it's to get away from copy, and, right? And I think yours was thirty minutes, maybe because they like stretched it out a little oh, yeah. bit. Oh so. yeah, they'll go a little faster, a little slow. I bet yours. Yeah. <laughs> That would suck if that's true. I if it was bet just it's like true, slow. Dude. I feel like I would have noticed because I've noticed when it's well, faster. It's, it's very subtle. I think is what they're doing, and Man. and you're not used to the characters' voices. So if they're like a little lower, you just want to pick up. Seventies, so it's a little slow anyway. Yeah, yeah you're true, thinking maybe right? like a little Barry White or something. Oh, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> I'll have to watch it again to make sure. <laughs> 
Oh, and that's pretty much how the episode ends, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing anything. So I knew the punchline before I watched it. Yeah, I'm watching I. it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching it, it was like, when are they going to get to the punchline? <laughs> then they do, and then it's over. Yeah, it's just, it was kind of, you know, you're. it was a little sad because I couldn't quite gauge how effective it was just knowing what was going to happen. And wow. like, I tried to appreciate the humor and it was funny, but it just wasn't as funny to me just because it had been spoiled and there's just nothing mm-hmm. you can do about that. You know, it's not the show's fault, obviously. But... It is kind of interesting. Maybe this just comes from not being terribly familiar with the characters, but like, there were there were some other laugh lines sprinkled throughout the episode, and I mean certainly some things that we laughed at um, ahead of the the sort of climactic turkey launching sequence. Mm-hmm. But it does really feel like an episode that's built around one admittedly really solid gag. Yeah, in a way that other sitcoms, not necessarily even just like modern sitcoms, but even like in the eighties and stuff. They'd have like set pieces and and episodes built around like specific premises, but this seems odd in the way that it's just sort of like everything is in service to getting to this one joke, and we have yeah, a few laughs like a... along the way, but it's really just setting up this one big punchline. Yeah. yeah. Why is it such a big punchline? Um, well, just the, just I, the when end I say of the joke is. Yeah, I mean, there's the punchline of, you know, I, God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Uh-huh. Like, he thought that they would survive being launched out the of the right. helicopter and would somehow, like, yeah. like help I promote would... the radio station. I'm still not <laughs> sure what his goal was there. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, to give turkeys and then have WKRP being it. Now, if they flew, like, we already went through that. Like, I think in service of this punchline of him not knowing turkeys could fly... Some of the other stuff is sacrificed because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But as you, you're probably no, would, could answer this better than I could, Austin, which is, or, and Ryan, which was like, I assume there's kind of this buildup of like, so he's throwing turkeys out of a helicopter? Like, why, why is he doing this? Like, cause I knew that he didn't know turkeys could fly, but like, so like, it's kind of funny that it's happening, but you're still kind of confused at what is, Plan yeah, like as I'm plan. watching it, I'm thinking yeah. like, like what I thought. So I'm like, did he not know turkeys couldn't fly? Like, why is he chucking turkeys out of his helicopter? So that's like a famous line, is what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. And Ryan, when I'm talking about sort of the the way the episode builds to a to a punchline, I mean more broadly, just the scene where he's describing the carnage of these turkeys. Like, that's the comedic set piece of this episode. Yeah. And it feels like there's not much more to the episode than that comedic set piece in a way that a lot of sitcoms don't put all their eggs in that basket, I feel like. Yeah. Turkey eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And I not having not seen any other episode, I don't know how common this is for this show, but there was no B plot to it at all. Yeah, there's no B plot. There's There's, Yeah. And again, I'm I'm not necessarily even saying that this is like good or bad it just stuck out to me as being structurally kind of different from a lot of other stuff that we've watched i just feel like it would have been a really good uh freddy krueger thing to say before he murdered someone <laughs> <laughs> if those turkeys like actually like hit people and destroyed them i can't believe turkeys don't fly <laughs> <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I'm going to say this year at the Thanksgiving table. That sounds perfect. Or like the joke is, this Thanksgiving, the turkeys killed the people. (laughs) uh, Do you think like somebody died? Like they said no, but come on, somebody. (laughs) You think there's a big cover up? Yeah, I think they ate the dead person. Yeah, I think so. I think there is a, isn't there a very special WKRP we could do later again? I thought we, yeah, I think so. I think it's got a couple. There's one about, uh, I thought there, uh, it was a famous concert where somebody got like trampled to death or a few people. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. They did an episode on it, I think. I think you're right, David. How long did the show go on for? Uh, four years-ish. Oh, that's not very long. Yeah. yeah, but it's not short. It's not like it was a single. Yeah, season Nin- ninety episodes it ran. Oh, because it was syndicated. Yeah. yeah, but not heavily syndicated. Yeah, yeah, like that's I. I think I just missed this because by the time I was old enough to be watching sitcoms and not exclusively cartoons, it had kind of worked its way out of syndication. Yeah, I don't remember if it was ever on Nick at Night because I definitely watched. Like everything that was like, yeah, Nick and Knight was my like gateway to like I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke show and stuff like that. I don't think this was ever on that. May or you know what? I think that they would do like a week of it sometimes, yeah, is what that they could would be. do. And I just I missed they, that, yeah. Week. I think they would never run it regularly, but like once a year or something, they'd do a, a, a week long marathon, I believe. That's sounding right to me. Well. <laughs> that's awesome. this episode yeah what'd you learn <laughs> did, you, did it do what it was supposed to i guess that there's not a real lesson here except yeah no i, I didn't learn don't, don't drop turkeys on people's heads yeah exactly um i learned that the 70s were a strange time of feathered hair and tight shirts um feathered hair and feathered promotions yeah wow. no i i already knew uh, i see what you did there that's a lie i already knew that i did enjoy <laughs> uh when dr johnny fever was like in the DJ booth, like setting up the next song, just being reminded of how like much harder it was being a DJ back in the seventies where you had to like get these big, huge records out and physically put them on a turntable and cue them up and get them ready to go. And what a pain in the ass that must've been. Sounds like hell. Right. (laughs) Uh, Brian. I learned that the voice of Gleep and (laughs) Gleep. Was also Papa Smurf and Droopy in the 90s and Bam Bam in the 90s. Oh, and Hampton J. Pig on Tiny Toons. Oh, that's who you were thinking was Piglet. It was Hampton? Well, no, but no, that's a totally close. different guy. No. Yeah, yeah. This is, oh. this is yeah. a voice. And I, I want Ryan to... learned something that had nothing to do, <laughs> to with, do this with this episode. episode. <laughs> Wait, Carol, I want to make sure yeah. that you remember this as part I'm of your takeaway. I'm not going to, but thank you. He wasn't just Gleep. <laughs> he was also Gloop. Oh, I definitely understand those are two different guys. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just blobs. One's just bigger than the other. Okay, yeah, no, I do know them. It's the ones that Alex Toth drew them. Yeah, uh-huh, the Hercules. Yeah. I yeah. like them. He just looks like a big old drop of cum. He's Right. You're right, he does kind of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Wait, and do you can... mean Gleep or Gloop? <laughs> um, both of them? And then there's like a rhinoceros with like this is, six this is... legs. What yeah, is this that? is one time where... He shoots where... rocks from his horns. That one was dumb. 
How come you? We all know some of. Yeah, this is this is the one time that Carol's like propensity to turn everything into like a dirty sex thing is like spot on. Like they really do kind of look like that. Oh, there's been other times. There, you're right. There have been other times. They just always reminded me of those Zelda enemies that. Well, those guys are based off of Gleep. Yeah, you think so? They're clearly a ripoff. Yeah. Is one like cooler than the other? What's the difference? Of Gleep and Gloop? Uh-huh. <laughs> one's name is Gleep and the other one's name is Gloop. <laughs> one's bigger than one's, the other, you know? I mean, one is more church going and the other one's an inventor. Gleep yeah. is is more arrogant. Yeah, and Gloop <laughs> is the sassy one. Gloop Gloop has a a shyness. Yeah, Gleep is the uh, neat freak, but Gloop, he's just messy as all. Can... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like well, this has been a great episode of of Herculoids Reviewed, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to the WKRP fans. Uh, please yell at us online. But welcome to the Herculoids fans. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving, Herculoids fans. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, if you were starving to death, would you eat Gleep or Gloop first? Well, my understanding Sip them is up like a milkshake. They're both just made of semen. <laughs> so I but think... one's like more arrogant semen and one's like shy. I feel like we'd want to eat the six-legged rock shooting rhinoceros. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. Could... That's a tough meat. He probably just has rocks for me. I couldn't wait to eat that thing. No, I'd be like eating a crab or something. (laughs) Or yeah, is it like a crab where the inside is sumptuous because of the armor? You would have to boil him. (laughs) (laughs) What was the Uh, rhinoceros's name? Glarvasaur. We're just gonna assume. <laughs> We're just gonna assume that was his name. I have the internet too. <laughs> so, Carolyn, yeah. did you learn anything? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I learned that three men that I had forgotten or been unable to recognize. We're on this show that we'd already reviewed and are on this show that you're my friends. No, I remember you. Um, no, I was very surprised that that was Sister Sister's dad dad. But just like rocking that 70s look. Man, ugh, I wish I wish people could have like untreated hair more and society wasn't so against that because it's just like so visually great. And uh, kudos to him. I learned that turkeys don't fly but that um, Macy's has made a Goku float for the parade. <laughs> I didn't learn that in the episode. I learned that uh, later on. <laughs> I'm excited that anime is finally going to get a chance to destroy the citizens of New York like a turkey might. <laughs> hey, uh, David. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> can I say what I learned first? Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Go ahead. I learned that Tundro <laughs> is yeah. a ten-legged, four-horned rhinoceros triceratops <laughs> hybrid who can shoot explosive energy rocks from his cannon horn. <laughs> yes, his cannon say what horn. What he tastes like? Uh, let's see. If you, horn cannon? Uh-huh. His, if you his, if you boil him, what's inside? <laughs> <laughs> his legs have the ability to extend to remar- a remarkable length. 
somewhat like stilts. Ooh, I bet he's got some like tasty crab meat in those stilt legs. I'm telling you, it's just like unlimited. I liked when his name was Glarvasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody wants to name their children that, it's fine. Please do. There's also a rock ape. (laughs) Yeah. A rock ape. What I really want to know is if... a flying space dragon, too. I just want to know if Tundro's flesh would be better with drawn butter or, like, a little tartar sauce. Is it red or white wine? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. David, should we... uh, should we loop Ryan and Carolyn in in our uh, who we'd be at the Thanksgiving dinner conversation? Uh, Which regard? I guess we could yeah, do it. <laughs> round off this Thanksgiving feed. Yeah, I think what Austin, you'd just be the turkey carver, like the head of the table. Yeah, that's what that's what you had established. Patriarch kind of person who tries to boss everyone around and make sure we all have our napkins ducked in. Uh huh. I'm what the crazy uncle, the drunk uncle. Drunk uncle, yeah. But yeah. not drunk racist. Uncle. I'm not racist. No, no, I, but the drunk uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish a drunk aunt was more of an archetype. Well, you'd be that's you'd be the hippie aunt that tries to corrupt the youth. Okay, yeah. I can be a stoned aunt. Yeah, that works. Yeah, well, that's, that's all part of the gig. Yeah, yeah or some drug. Wait, like, Liam has a hippie see. aunt, so, like, you'd fit into Hi. that. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that your sister or your spouse's that would be, sister? That would be that my would spouse's be spouse. sister, yeah. Well, good for her. Give her an extra microdose for mm-hmm. me and that gravy. So the guy who's the voice of the rock ape, <laughs> he was like everyone on Johnny Quest. What? He was Race Bannon. He was Ugg. We are Quest. a very special episode podcast. <laughs> Be sure to rate us. On David, we forgot to mention that Ryan Google is the guy. It's pays- too late, Austin. <laughs> Ryan's landing the nephew. Right now. Ryan's the nephew who's really into anime, and he won't stop reading credits. So no, he's the guy that just eats everything at Thanksgiving. Yeah. He's both of those things? <laughs> yeah, sure. He give me two things. It's interesting, because he was like a, a random-ass voice on the, the 60s Fantastic Four cartoon. <laughs> and then in the late 70s Fantastic Four cartoon, he was the voice of Mr. Fantastic. This has been another episode of Hanna-Barbera Animation Reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Austin, where can we find you online? Uh, you can come rank meets with me on Twitter at mm. Austin Gorton. And uh, you can read my writing at the real gentleman of leisure.com. And if you like reading things and then giving people money, you can do that at patreon.com slash G of L. Carolyn. You can find me eating birds from the sky. <laughs> Would you just like be under them with your mouth open? And just yeah, I mean, I try that them. a lot. It doesn't work out that much. Sometimes I get people to give me a boost. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, I catch most flabby birds. You can find me on Carolyn May on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N like the street. I have a card game where we play it live with comedians. It's called Pitch Please. You can listen to that podcast on the River City Podcast Federation, iTunes, or Stitcher. And you can buy the deck at www.pitchplease.fun. Ryan? You can find me looking up voice actors on imdb.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we can find your headshot from when you started in a 70s sitcom for one episode. It, I, I was the voice of Gloop. <laughs>
<laughs> Before I was born. <laughs> when you were just a drop of cum. It's true. That's what, I was the original <laughs> model for Glee. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, WK and RP right. fan. You can find me online not talking about the Herculoids anymore because I don't know anything more than I've just said. At on Twitter at Doctor Bits, Doctor Spelled and at the Real Gentleman of Leisure dot com. Uh, we are a very special episode podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow the show on Twitter at AVSE Pod. Check out our Facebook page. Email us via AVSE Podcast at gmail dot com. So for a very special episode podcast, this is David, and I swear I'm not intoxicated this time. And I could explain the nudity. But you wouldn't like the answer. <laughs> that was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode. Next time on a very special episode. David, I feel like you were in a hurry at the end. <laughs> I didn't want you to interrupt me again, Ryan. Sorry, I got I needed to land this plane before it uh, lost Crash. its final engine. Yeah. The well, plane did just start landing. In my cool neighborhood. <laughs>